hello out there world and welcome to another episode of wheel bite uh full disclaimer about this episode it was the first one we recorded for this season even though it's the later one we're putting out uh there may be a few peppered references to it being the first episode of the season uh that's bullshit anyways this week we come in with a hot take on some stuff and we talk about what it means to be an underrated skater uh we disagreed a lot on this one which always makes for good banter but it really came down to the idea of what actually makes someone qualified to be underrated is it how history writes them into the books of skateboarding Is it a matter of personal perspective? Is it a matter of geographical location and the time that you are skating in? We never really came to a full conclusion, but we debate this issue quite a bit and bring up some of our favorite underrated skaters. If we forgot one of yours, I know we forgot Danny Fuenzalita, which is a sin on our part, but can't get them all in there. so. I don't think this is the last time we will be having a discussion about being underrated, if I'm being honest. So here it is, the definition of underrated. Welcome to San Francisco. I feel like I feel like it's dangling by a fucking strain of bone marrow. East Coast powerhouse. I especially like the flip of the board. Season numero trace of the wheel bite, bites of wheels. We are back. I'm your host, one of two, Ted Theodore Mater. With me as always. Jay Green here. What's up? We're back. Who'd have thought we would have made it three seasons? With no funding. But we're doing just fine. We still don't fuck with whoever doesn't fuck with us. <laughs> Which is a long list of people. At nah, this just point. kidding. We fuck with everybody. Yeah. All the haters, too. Uh, send donations if you feel fit. Uh, we're going to kick it off with a topic we've actually wanted to cover for a while, but weren't quite sure how to do it, and we want to discuss the ever-expansive Hall of Fame of underachievers, underrated skateboarders. Uh, maybe not underachievers. Well, it was a joke, man. Eastern Exposure 3, underachievers. Okay. I feel like that's kind of harsh, but you're right. You, you, you nailed that one. But yeah, um, so... Obviously, we're going to intro with our favorite underrated skaters. Uh, You go first, man. Okay. Um, We'll get a little deeper into this as we go on. It's one of our talking points, but just a little, like, a thought is, uh, I think a lot that has to do with an underrated skater is just perspective. The first one that always comes to mind as an all-time favorite just an all-time favorite in general but i happen to think he's been underrated massively underrated his entire career which is our guy adrian williams 
I had a feeling you were going to say. Yeah, I mean, we've, dude, I've talked about him on probably every other episode of Wheel Bite, whether it was relevant or not. Um, and he's just been a factor in Frisco forever. And he, I feel like he's had a career that's, he's a little older than us. He's had a career that's like spanned my entire, like, skate life, more or less. And I got to see him go from the dude who just moved out here to, to SF uh, and getting, like, his little Logic spotlights. Uh, you remember the Logic videos? He, mm-hmm. he was, like, getting some shine in those. And then to just really see him progress and, and move through and not slow down. But, you know, in my opinion, never, maybe never landing that, that big sponsor that everyone felt he was deserved of or he never got the right push or for whatever reason again we'll go into all that or or unknown reasons who knows you know sometimes things the stars don't align whatever it may be um yeah he's one of my all-time favorites and anyone you ask i think that's been in the bay area skate scene or knows the skate industry pretty well, I would say if you say, name five underrated skaters, I think Adrian would come up in a lot of people's lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of the Bay Area's best, for sure. Anytime you see him skating in person, it's always fucking amazing. Also a really nice guy. Yeah. It, it helps that he is... Which is a rarity friendly. of skateboarders. <laughs> PSA. Yeah. Yeah. Why's everyone got a vibe so hard all the time? Bunch of cool guys out here. Um, I, I overall have one, but I do want to give a quick shout-out to um, like mid-90s era deluxe. Because I felt like all of those companies back then like hosted a ton of dudes who just like have forever remained under the radar specifically folks like Joey Bass <laughs> and uh, like dude I loved Kelly Bird's footage that he had with them and then like Mike I can never pronounce it right Daher, Dayer mm-hmm. Dar, I don't know I've never been good at that name but you know those are people that were like all so good when they were on the deluxe squad there whether it be real or stereo or I mean, shit, man, even fucking Kelch, to an extent, like... See, I think this is going to be a constant thing with this episode. I would I would not ever call Kelch underrated. Really? No. Okay. I think Kelch got a lot of shine. Kelch may have got more shine that was warranted for his skateboard. Like, he was an amazing skateboarder, but mm-hmm. that's not why, I think, for the most part, he got so much attention. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely attribute him more to a personality right. above skater, but I felt like, you know, his part in the real video was fucking sick. And, yeah. like, he was just in that lump of, like, deluxe dudes who, like, maybe had one or two parts at that era and then, like, just were gone. But moving on from that get to the real meat of this who is your favorite underrated skater like I just have this place in my heart for that era of deluxe like random dudes who had one part or two parts or whatever but um, my all time is 
Mike Maldonado for sure. Dude, we're gonna disagree so much. Dude, I don't think Maldon. I definitely don't think Maldonado was I, ever underrated. Maldonado was one of the dudes think, who was dominating ad space for a while. But I think, yeah, he might have been dominating ad space now. But when you look at like where he stands in the history of skateboarding, like he's just kind of to an extent been like swept under the rug by a larger chunk of skateboarding's audience. I can see that. That is, like, under a certain age. Sure. And, like, this is a whole other thing that we're going to be diving into as well. But, like, that's why, for me, like, you know, he had such a strong career for so long with, like, Welcome to Hell, Jump Off a Building, uh, Baker 2G. You know, he was was throwing down. And then once he was off, like, a major company, he was just, like, cut completely out of the picture. Like... You never really saw footage of him, not even, like, many guest tricks. He didn't dominate ad space as soon as all that happened. And then when you ask most kids today, probably under the age of 25 or 26, maybe even a little older, like, kids who didn't grow up watching Welcome to Hell and shit like that, they don't know who the fuck he is. And that's, like, the biggest issue with, like, where a skater is properly rated, you know? a lot of it has to do with time and place and what media you're exposed to when you are getting into skateboarding you're totally right about if you think it helps me if i think about the imaginary history book of skateboarding if you will Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i guess you're right maybe maldonado probably wouldn't get the proper shine even though at one point he was a, a heavy hitter like, I don't really remember him having... He might have had a cover, but, like, I don't remember him gracing the cover of a bunch of magazines at the time, and therefore, like, it is easy to be rewritten out of the the history books a little bit, because, like, you have a couple video parts, but that stuff is only really relevant based on time and place. Skill and spot, like... Skills will get you super far, you know, um, but the way that we appreciate certain skills for, like, a period of longevity after the career is based on, like, so many different things. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at the guys like the Andrew Reynolds or the Tom Pennies, like, they're still skating to an extent maybe not nearly as much as they used to be but well those are the forefathers that are at at least of like our generation of kind of like more modern street skateboarding Mm -hmm. those are the forefathers that will like in the the history book of skateboarding will definitely be like you know most remembered those dudes and you know basically because of tony hawk pro skater too well yeah but tom penny wasn't in that was half a joke okay okay. (laughs) that was was half i was about to fucking school your (laughs) i know tom penny the game would have been way sicker (laughs) i know he wasn't in it but yeah like those dudes yeah they are but there's other people lumped in like that i think were as skilled if not more skilled than those dudes at certain points sure who were just as groundbreaking and they still don't get the the shine and like again like if you're not sponsored by a major company to an extent and unless your name holds so much weight that you can just have your own company Mm -hmm. 
then it's not going to translate forward to future generations. Well, we are also potentially talking about maybe two different things of how we remember skateboarders Mm -hmm. as opposed to kind of like what I was saying, like in their prime maybe, Mm -hmm. or like to the point of like when they were getting the most coverage and attention. You know, it's, I think it's kind of two different things well, I mean, of like how, how the industry and skaters will remember them forever as opposed to like someone like Adrian, kind of like my point where it's like, he's had, you know, he's of course had some ad space and some legendary video parts, but he never reached a Maldonado. That's a, okay. I, I can understand you your see point what I'm there. saying. Yeah. So he, he never never with his mind-blowing talent and being such a good dude wiggling through the industry like you know he never reached that that height no that's a good point what is it what does it even mean to be underrated what's what goes into those factors of someone you know because look at look at someone like and you know i don't want to take anything away from anyone skating in this episode Mm -hmm. but Look at someone like Terry Kennedy. Okay. Where Terry Kennedy was was marketable. He did big rail tricks. Never the most... I don't know. He's done some gnarly stuff, but like... I don't know. Maybe to compare the two skaters is tough, but he didn't have the most mind-blowing trick selection forever. But with the people he was aligned with, Baker, he got was on MTV, Bam Margera, whatever that craziness was, he got all sorts of crazy in skate outside of just the regular pop culture world. He was in a ton of magazines, had all sorts of big sponsors, shoe deals, and all that. You know what I mean? So, I guess my point is is like what what goes into it is is it a marketing thing? You know, is it is skill involved with certain skaters? Is it your location? Well, I was about to say, I wanted to bring up the idea of location because you're talking about Adrian here and how he has kind of flown under the radar for as long as he has. I feel like that whole generation, like that era of San Francisco, like 2003 plus, like... I always felt like that generation kind of got snubbed with the exception of, like, you know, Jack Curtin has, you know, rose to the top of all of this. But he, the, was, but he was, like, kind of a leftover-ish from, like, you know, like, Pier 7 day. He kind of yeah, is, like, that's, that's straddles the line. That, that era, like, after Pier 7 where, like, he just didn't see the same like love and coverage of san francisco anymore you had that era where like rob welsh and those dudes were all on top and then like kind of just started to pander off and a dude like adrian and you know he's in there with like trevor prescott and the whole seasons video Mm -hmm. hype which was all very much like low-key and some of the dudes from that video like Brian Della Torre has fucking a part in one of those seasons videos, but he Silas has a part. Yeah, like some of those dudes align themselves with the next right group of people. Certainly, no lack of talent. No, not at all. 
in Daylaw's case, though, you know, he aligned himself with that, like, GX bombing hills. Years later. Yeah. But he aligned himself with that while Adrian was still more on, like, the tech side of things, which I feel now in the grand scheme of San Francisco, that tech era is, like, it's somewhere no, else. It's, that's a really good point. I mean, as far as, like San, like, San Francisco skateboarding and what's being covered, that's a good point. But he was also smack dab kind of in the middle of that like third in army pier seven days like embarcadero shit later uh, older embarcadero scene he was smack dab in the middle of that and this isn't really gonna be an episode about speculating why you know yeah i mean we could go on forever with our personal opinions (laughs) you know well yeah I, I guess mean, the, that's the show, actually. Well, the why. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with how do I put this? How do I say this in a PC way? I think a lot of it has to do with like, like the cool guy circle. Honestly. Well, yeah, it's the po- the politics of it all. The he's a, Adrian's always, you know, he's like not, you know, kind of keeps to himself a little bit, and you know, he's he's not the most like in your face wild you know dude maybe that you know has something to do with it and as we go down and list other you know skateboarders that came to our mind you know like maybe we can find similarities well one person we didn't write down which uh i don't know why because this has come up a few times but and this plays into the idea of politics but like Danny Gonzalez. Oh, I, that was actually one of the first people I thought of like, when we were talking about doing this Danny, episode. I, I don't think anyone has gotten more properly underrated than Danny Gonzalez. Yeah, well, for, for, for a few that's reasons. The thing, like the politics of the industry and how he burned a couple bridges for not even necessarily doing anything. Well, again, that's to... a little harsh again, too. Like maybe he. It was more like the, the skate industry lashed out kind of unnecessarily well that's what i mean like i don't think he did anything that really warranted his yeah blackballing right from the industry the way he was done like the way i understand it is he just quit a deluxe team and did it in a way that they were like we can't believe you're quitting like this like I mean, they they had a lot of turnover in that era, as we already discussed. Darrell Stanton. Darrell Stanton. Yeah, a, another dude who I think his fate was similar, but I actually feel from what I've read about him that that was kind of warranted because I've heard he's kind of like a cocky, egocentric. He had a very dude. fast rise to fame in the industry. So, and the, all the whole time, I heard, guess he was just burning bridges. But Danny Gonzalez, like has totally been written out of the history books, and he's technically the first person to have done a flip trick over Wallenberg. Like, and he did it twice. He was doing a lot of fucked up shit around the Bay Area and in the industry, and he was getting some propers for a minute, and then, yeah, just... Uh, he had that injury and and uh, and whatever happened like with Deluxe and, and, and the industry politics. He seemed to kind of vanished that's another dude we've talked we kind of bring up semi-often on the show well because i feel like that's 
like one it's of the, real i mean that's one of the things about the industry that's so fucking whack that they've just like left this guy out who was such a fucking innovator yeah like dude fool was doing like one-footed manis on pier seven like, oh he was it doesn't way get, ahead of his time it doesn't time. get any more tech than that <laughs> he was way ahead of his time definitely with trick selection um but I mean, among all those reasons, like we could look at any number of our favorite like underrated skaters, and we could figure like one of the reasons we just listed, whether it be politics, translating their skill, like where and when, and who they're rolling with, like you could trace it to any one of those reasons. I think the easy crutch for people in this argument or discussion is sponsors so like clearly you have like now or always there's there's always been your 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 big hitters your heavy hitters your giants in the industry you know so it's a good point we should have wrote down each person's sponsor like all these dudes we listed because would you ever say someone from girl chocolate family is underrated I would say most of them are properly rated. Uh, well, exactly. Like they. The just... only one who may be on that squad is like underrated because he gets the least lo- like shine, but he's been on the team the longest at this point is like Jerron Wilson. Well, a lot of I mean, it's kind of the same, similar with like the Mike Maldonado thing, mm-hmm. where every dude who was on that squad at one time uh-huh. was not underrated they had the biggest platform in the industry you know what i mean uh-huh. but i don't know i could probably go down that list and still tell you some old folks that i think in the in the history book Sheffy would probably be still underrated a little bit for what he was doing at the time and the power switch skating and stuff like that and um, and again, the kids today don't even know. Tony Ferguson and, you know. But again, like at one time, those were some of the biggest names in the industry. So yeah. I guess, like I said in the intro, you know, it's kind of all about perspective and and what time period you're talking about. Let's go into, I want to talk about this dude, Travis Stenger. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I'm going to guess you are. Uh and I found out about this guy recently, and within the last couple years. Never heard of him before, and it was through Instagram, and it was like one of these posts like, this, the greatest skateboarder you've never heard of. He's Canadian. Of course. Uh, yeah, of course, right? Either Canadian or Brazilian. He seemed, now that I look back on his footage, he seemed to have like a decent amount of footage out there and coverage. Maybe it's just because we have... At that time, I think it was like probably late 90s into early and mid 2000s mm-hmm. is when he was pushing it the hardest. Um, and we, you know, had our American blinders on always, mm-hmm. you know, but we've we've gotten a handful of Canadian skaters that we've paid attention to over the years. But this dude is like another level with style, trick selection, spots, consistency, and everything like he's he's one of my favorites at this point and i've only seen a handful of video parts from him have you heard of him before i brought brought him up nope okay so there you go that's the point (laughs) so this is this with this dude would be like an extreme case of like even probably like 
you know, Adrian had some major sponsors throughout the years, but like you had never heard of this guy. So where does that fall on the underrated well, meter? The thing about today is that I think there's a ma- it's a matter of oversaturation. Like yeah, well this is this is a completely different time that this guy was skating in though. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, but that's why I feel a lot of skaters today will never get the due that they're necessarily deserved just because like even fucking 20 years ago the shit they would have done would be groundbreaking mm-hmm. like again like this just even proves my point forward I don't even know the fucking dude's name but he came out with that edit like years ago that was seen around the web because it was like him skating in this abandoned water park mm-hmm. he's doing all the like freestyle shit yeah it's like but it's like so innovative and forward thinking it's insane mm-hmm. and I couldn't even tell you the guy's name I can't either. I, I mean, obviously, I know I can look it up, get his name, but this is kind of the point that I'm trying to make, is, like, that's a dude who should be being marketed by some massive company or the mags or have some crazy, like, insta-fame following where, like, his skating supersedes skate culture because it's so fucking crazy, the way, like, Daywan's Instagram account does. Mm-hmm. But that's just not the case. I find it funny that a, a guy like Travis Stanger comes... He might be getting more attention now mm-hmm. than the quote-unquote height of his career because of social media now. Well, yeah. He's I, getting more eyes on him because of the oh, some OGs are like, y'all don't know nothing about this dude, like... And kind of reposting and reposting. I think that's fucking hilarious. Hilarious to me, but kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you going and, back to the Pier Seven era. Yeah, like, and this is like for all the Frisco OGs, the most underrated of all. And this is like kind of like a Frisco thing where a lot of dudes who skated in the city were like into other city kids shit and skateboarding was not always like their main priority but had like this mind-blowing talent i'm talking about robbie holmes not not well known throughout the industry didn't get a lot of coverage for a while another dude who had a part in a seasons video and uh you know i really can't stress enough about seeing this guy skate in person you know nothing he did in any of his video parts or the few ads that he got would ever even come close to accurately portraying how fucking amazing this dude was (coughs) and you know he got he had a couple spots i think he was on organica he was was on organica but again organica is like it was a, a, a blip for a while, yeah, you know, it, it, like which is too bad because I thought Organica actually had like a good little thing going. You there. know, they they did actually. I I should give them more credit than a blip because they had a they were on K they were locked in with Ko and they had a good team. They had Call, a sick team. Uh, they had uh, Walker Ryan early on, yeah, and Miles Silvis That's early right. on, like yeah, Adele Carl Mo. was. Uh, harboring some good yeah. talent there and yeah Robbie Holmes is a dude who like yeah. makes sense to be on there too. but yeah you know and I don't even know if I could say he was underrated 
because the people who know about him he's probably the opposite of underrated he's like held up in the highest regard just the way he used to skate the pier and the things he used to do at the pier i'm talking shit like no one even thought of or i'd ever seen do like even close he used to switch ollie over the not not the middle pier block uh-huh. for any any of the real old pier heads who know it that well he used to switch ollie over one of them and land on the stair yeah so there's a two stair there and he would land in this skin like that is it's absurd the things he used to do and you know he he didn't have a, sh- a real run in the industry so i don't know like would you call someone like we have a good buddy steve right mm-hmm. amazing skateboarder um never got sponsored nothing would you would you call someone like that underrated you know because robbie's almost straddles that line of like if they never even really have a shine in the world like are they well that's kind of the eternal question of this episode because like we know that steve rips you know it's something like but in our minds he's not underrated right you know what i mean well like i have a friend back home who used to be able to 540 flip on command I can remember him once going through our entire skate park didn't do a single trick comes up the ramp he goes and as he's coming up the ramp towards us he just goes I didn't do anything I might as well 540 flip and he just busts the most perfect 540 flip right there not even like thinking twice about it and our we all just like broke out like would I call him underrated I don't know he could like he, he was just a skater he was just a skater and like I often feel that's part of it in our culture, you know, like, the act of doing it is just as great as appreciating it on a cultural level, because my homie was telling me how he did a trick on the pier not long ago where he did a manual flamingo on the pier block, Okay. and he was like, he said part of the joy of it was that he was like, I'm the first person who have ever done this, probably. Like, that's such a weird trick. And then Yeah, that's for sure. And then, like, a f- couple of years later after he did it, he said Maybe he saw someone... Maybe shouldn't have told anyone about that either. <laughs> he, he said a couple years later he saw someone do it on Instagram, and, like, they got, like, all this, like, love and all these likes and shit, and he's like, yo, I did that shit first, but he didn't, like, care. It was just, like, just the act of doing it was enough. But if we want to talk about, like, fame and someone outshining anyone, I want to go back to Maldonado for a second. But also, I want to talk about his boy, Kerry Getz. Nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my foot down with this one, dude. Kerry Getz in no light ever will be underrated. How can you say that? I'm He's not stopping even... this. Dude, kids today don't even know. Dude, he was... No, I'm not buying it, dude. I sure he may they may not know, but Carrie Getz was like the top of the top as far as getting coverage. Dude, that guy had fucking a DVS ad in every magazine. I feel like for fucking six years. But the thing is, in the terms of the appreciation of the two of them, and I almost want to throw Tim O'Connor into the mix because now he people just think of him as that fucking smart ass. I can get behind that. Tim O'Connor actually I think was even though being a big name, I think he was still 
underrated like, for a while. He's got style king. Yeah, he had great style. He could rip a mini ramp. He could fucking skate street really well. Like he, was he skated was, super fast. Yeah, he was a great skater. But like, again, nowadays he's just like that guy who talks on ESPN with Chris Pastris. I'm not buying Carrie Getz at all. Damn, dude. I'm but not. My point about the three of them is though. <laughs> Like, I feel like the reason they've kind of just been, like, swept aside to an extent is because their best friend was fucking Bam. And Bam was super famous, and it was always more about Bam. Well, they kind of grew apart at the height of their career, too. of course they did. Of course. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they were all lumped in together, and Bam Mania took off. And I feel like, as a result, some of those dudes got, like, just kind of brushed aside to an extent i think this is funny because we i mean we talked about this episode a little bit beforehand but i think this is a good contrast i think you're again like you're i think you're more referring to how we're how we look back on skateboarding's history for like the kids coming up which is valid Mm -hmm. that's very valid to say that you know someone who once had such an important part of skateboarding is maybe doesn't get the the shine that they should mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I, that's valid, but I think it's just interesting that we kind of have two different. Well, I think you're looking at it. You, you're trying to look at it more as a nowadays, like well, who's still out like there and that, not getting the love. Well, that and like dudes who went through and had the talent and and had you know a little glimmer and looked like maybe they could have been on a path mm-hmm. to getting to a, a Carrie Getz level. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, just, just were, for whatever reason, again, like, the mysteries of the industry were overlooked, you know? To move into, before we completely go into uh, Switch Gears, kind of, would you say someone like Tom Asta is underrated? See, I don't really, again... I just, I don't know much about Tom Asta. He's on Santa Cruz. People really seem to like him. So that's, so this is a dude who's like, everyone knows, if you know, if if you have half of a skateboarding brain, everyone knows that Tom Asta is like amazing. Like beyond amazing. Like Like that's that's all I pretty much know. He needs to be respected. Right. So I would say yes, because you kind of answered my question just in that. (laughs) right he's floated around from sponsor board sponsors who kind of to me seem like maybe they haven't fit him the best um who was he on i forget who is who was he on he's on santa cruz now that's like i don't know does that say something that we can't list all his previous sponsors you know let's see i think it's a weird a weird trade-off where like the people who really know skateboarding know he is like one of our generation's like masterminds Mm -hmm. but the way like maybe his marketability is within the industry and like you know the real consumers of skateboarding which are ages 12 to 20 Uh you know I don't know if they will ever give a guy like that his propers it's an interesting point. Some he probably has some weird cult because you know he does of people like me who 
know about it, but like I don't think he. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think for whatever reason, his name kind of popped in my head. I I kind of associate these dudes similar with Adrian, who like float around from company to company, and it doesn't ever fully seem like it is the right fit. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my loose definition. Well, that's why I've always had appreciation too for some of those videos, like we brought up seasons earlier, and like the static videos as well. Like they've always kind of highlighted that tier of sure. like skater. Totally. And like you know they've always straddled that line really well between like the professional world and the underground culture, where you know, sure Bobby Pulio and. Jamal Williams and those dudes who, like, at one point were names in the industry. Yeah, but those are more, like, underground but street that's, skaters. Yeah, like, they were. They they kind of hold on to those values that are cut from a very specific cloth about what they feel a professional skateboarder should be. Not only that, what pushing skateboarding actually means. And shout out to all those underground, underrated videos, dude. Those real fucking street, like, gritty videos. Those are my favorite shit. Yeah, dude. And that used to be, like, from my perspective as, you know, a a kid in San Francisco, that is what we flocked to as kids, which was, was like, the more local, unknown on a big stage underground skaters. Mm -hmm. And it used to be cool to kind of favorite underrated skaters yeah you know like it was and i don't you know and i guess that's that's probably another location thing mm-hmm. that was like because those were the dudes who we saw skating around who were sponsored by people like western edition things like that who who were who were big names in our little city and circle but never were reaching that maybe that that top tier in the industry and that was you know and you can even kind of like for as big as they were i feel like you can throw like zoo york dudes in there a little bit too oh you definitely can with the exception of like maybe like because harold hunter was such a large personality i guess technically he's like a couple steps above like the james kelch type situation where Mm -hmm. Kelch only had like a video part here. Harold always had footage coming out. Mm-hmm. He just was like, he's more remembered for being this larger than life persona. He maintained his personality in the industry also up until his death. Yeah, he was not going anywhere. And I'm sure if he were still around today, he would be like, he'd have his own podcast probably. Oh, talking that shit. Oh, for sure. yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, um, but do you feel like that that culture has changed, or is that just a perspective thing? Because I'm from San Francisco. No, I mean, I do think you, I think that is a more of a location perspective thing. Because I was what I was gonna say to counter your thing about like, oh, you appreciated people like Adrian and Jabari and like people that were you were seeing every day. Like you know, that goes to back in the question again. Like is just these like unknown people that we grew up watching in our immediate areas that are not known by anyone, but just because they're homies, like, does that make them underrated in the grand scheme of things? Because while I was growing up, there 
were no like we didn't go places and just see dope skating going down all the time i mean there were places you could go like you could go to boston you could go to nashua new hampshire which had a pretty good little skate scene going on up there and still does for that matter uh and you could probably see some dope shit going down semi-regularly but like as far as our immediate surroundings like we were just skating with our friends yeah, but you like you grew up favoriting a guy like Jamie. That's Thomas. what I was gonna say. You like know what our, I mean? yeah, our favorite skaters were the dudes we saw on the big posters right. or in the shops, or like we'd go to the demo and like maybe like maybe some slightly underrated dude would like show us some love and that would make us remember him, but he wouldn't just become like our favorite skater or anything like that. The only time I can really remember that happening was like I remember seeing Aaron Susky at a pretty young age when he was like he'd probably just come out with that America part like a year or two before he wasn't quite like yeah I mean he's another one dude. yeah Ricky but like Oyola. we, we watched we watched Aaron Susky like destroy it at this demo by our house and we were like oh that's pretty cool but yeah for the most part dude like the favorite like underrated people like that dude that i have from my life like there were a couple dudes in my hometown who you just kind of hear rumors like oh they did this or like this guy like ollied this or whatever and then you'd see something that they would do in person and you'd be like oh wow that person really is that good but it was more like legend than actual like appreciation you know you appreciate Mm -hmm. the legend more than what actually probably happened yeah no that's a that's a a real thing with local skateboarders for sure um well do you again like do you think kids nowadays i'm trying to think of like the culture of the san francisco skateboard scene now compared to well i think the internet has changed everything you know Mm -hmm. um you look absolutely like if if instagram had come out five to ten years before i feel like a lot of people we know in our immediate circle would have a way bigger following yeah, well, I think uh, ultimately this podcast, every episode, comes back to how the internet has ruined slash made skateboarding great. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of this weird double-edged sword, and I guess that's kind of why this show even exists. We wouldn't have as many opinions if, yeah. if the internet didn't produce if so much skateboarding shit every single so day. Much. But yeah, I do feel like one of the first things I remember that happened right when i moved here was the ftc young bucks <laughs> dropped their first like big edit is the one like with the asap rocky song and it was pretty fucking sweet actually but they were all kids like nico haraga was doing shit over the stern grove stage gap and he was only 13 and it was like okay this is like a taste of the youth of this city but those kids all grew up in the time of Instagram and figured out how to market themselves absolutely real quick and yeah. at a really young age. So that's why. Well, paired with talent. Well, of course, that's what I'm saying. They're like they had the raw talent, but they also understood how to put themselves out there in a way that could foster a following. Sure. And once which they, they uh, had a big advantage yeah. of just being from this generation. Yep. So now they're all like, you know. John Perez just had a fucking spread in Thrasher. Yeah. He's been on the come up forever and he's he'll likely 
become a properly rated skateboarder. So with the the floodgates wide open now of social media and the internet, do you think it's easier to to easier to be swept under the rug, or do you think it's it's uh, easier to create some kind of buzz for yourself you know is it easier or harder now with the wild social media internet I actually craze think it's harder to be underrated i think it's i think it's easier to be underrated but i like i think it's harder to stand out i mean okay yeah yeah like there's all the dudes who can like do the crazy tricks like dudes who can like triple flip down fucking five stairs or people like dark sliding weird rails and like as much as i love the like innovative like tricks at the same time like because there's so many of those dudes how do i distinguish Mm -hmm. one guy from the other other than like some sort of winning personality trait instagram doesn't really necessarily allow and as much person there's just so many more people skateboarding now in general yeah i mean it's the hugest thing i think it goes both ways i think that um you know, a kid from bumfuck middle of nowhere who's amazing could create a career or whatever you want to call it, some kind of following or buzz around himself or herself uh, just because of Instagram, you know? And that that's this platform that we have. However, I do agree with what you're saying that it's so oversaturated well, it's, that it's just almost impossible. Well, it's oversaturated too, and because of the way things are, I feel like, you know, I bring it back to like the Andrew Reynolds type guys, like who are still out there all the time and still posting content all the time. Like Andrew Reynolds keeps up with the shit. Chico, obviously, like killing the game. Like all these dudes have such a good Instagram platform, but then the like, this, I mean, this goes back to our difference in, like, what makes an underrated skater. But, like, I primarily think of dudes like Jeremy Ray or Chris Markovich or Ricky Oyola who, like, what they were, did at the height of their career is fucking legendary. But because of this modern environment that we're in with skating culture... I mean, the history books are kind enough to them, but you don't really see it the same way on the internet. I'm really surprised with the the skaters you've chosen. Well, to... I think I I don't know many kids who know Jeremy Ray. Like they all know Andrew Reynolds, but like when you bring up some of the shit Jeremy Ray did, that was like massive, like 360ing the Love Gap and shit. Like they don't. They just is don't that, know. Is that and is that because they don't have some aligned, some obvious Eric Costin still sponsored by Nike has their own company? Is that because they don't have some obvious alignment or not alignment or just like they're not out there? They don't have such a huge stake in the industry anymore. Well, that's what I'm. Is it because that's what I'm talking about? Is that like because I just I don't like Jeremy Ray is a giant to me. He's a giant to us because we grew up with him being that giant. I mean, dude, in the height of when you and I were getting into skateboarding, he was on fucking Element. And right. like frontside flipping on rocks. In audio ads everywhere. Yeah. Like, but kids today don't interesting. even... Interesting. Don't even know. Or is it just because of 
this generation's attention span and they don't care too much about the history skateboarding has a very short history i think they do care about it because they like obviously all these retro accounts exist and have massive followings like cool mo leo science versus life like whatever memory screen but i feel like those dudes skill was so mind-blowing back then i mean to me it's still mind-blowing now because you take it into context that it was a certain time and place but like a kid seeing jeremy ray 360 the love gap today they're just like oh it's just like another banger to them like they just can write it off they like I do think history is important when it comes to properly rating some of this stuff. And that's why I think like someone like Jeremy Ray is super underrated in the context of everything. I mean, you can disagree with me on that and I it's d- fine. <laughs> but like I do. I disagree with you. But start I mean, I just think at this point like I also think that we're kind of talking about two different things. I think we are too, but it's overall the same thing like are the majority of good skaters underrated? Right. And I think the yeah. answer is yes. Eventually. For different reasons I each think, time. Sure. I think, I think yeah. And I think your point actually is is a very good, uh, a good train of thought for that conclusion. Are all legendary skaters who at one point had such a big look on them so much attention on them in the industry they i'd say you know seven out of ten of them get get forgotten and i'm i'm i i keep thinking of eric costin for some reason as like my comparison definitely not underrated definitely got all everything he could have out of the industry and still is getting things out and still is i just keep like referring to him I feel like, and he, you know, he would, uh, he's certainly not going to be forgotten in the big book of skateboarding history. And, no. and, you know, Jeremy Ray wouldn't be forgotten in the big book of skateboard history, but I think maybe what you're trying to say is he maybe, he maybe wouldn't get a full chapter like he should have. Or right. Something. Well, I mean, look at it too, in the context of any other sport, basketball, football, whatever. You look at a team from a certain era, like you're always going to have the star players on any given team, but there's only so many like Hall of Famers to go even further beyond that. It's like, yeah, you'll always remember like Jerry Rice or Tom Brady or fucking one of those inbred Manning brothers, but... (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) Jeez. But... but, There's so many other dudes who helped all those teams get ahead oh, to fucking shit. to the where they were, but are just not remembered by the collective consciousness of the culture that surrounds the sport. Uh. Again, it all I I think the biggest factor is time and place in all of this. I think a lot of it is just perspective, honestly. I think it's it's uh everyone's definition is going to be changed is going to be different you know i think and everyone's experience with with uh with learning about skateboarding and picking out your favorite skaters is going to be different 
So, you know, clearly we are a good example of that perspective is is uh, is going to be different for everyone, you know? And, I mean, you like what you like, and you remember what you remember. And, and keep skating, because yeah, fuck what anyone thinks. 